morning. My dog is waking me up. And by dogs, I mean one dog, uh, Faye, our golden. She wakes me up about 3 a.m. to go to the bathroom. Sometimes it's more than that. Sometimes it's like 12 a.m. and then 3 a.m. or 1 a.m. and then 4 a.m. And uh, she woke me up at 3 a.m. So usually I'll just like go and like pull the sliding door open and they'll go run. And then I'll shut it and I'll go back to bed or like I'll lay in bed at least and maybe like set a 15 minute alarm. But when it was warmer out, I would like sleep to that alarm and I'd be like, oh crap. Like they were outside for like an hour and a half. <laughs> like I'd get up, but I can't. So it's cold now. It's like zero degrees. So I can't do that. Like I physically cannot fall asleep or else like the, I run the risk of that. So like now I just stay up and like for 15 minutes and just force myself up. And I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw like um, a comment on agency ownership. And I was like, Hey, does anybody have any good acquisition strategies for clients? And I'm like, well, good for you. We've done a bunch of episodes on that. So then I went to Spotify and went to go like recall those episodes. And I realized, so this is this morning, Friday at 3am. I realized I didn't get episode 86 out. I was like, Oh no. Oh, like not at all. No. So, well, I cut the episode and then I, what I usually do is I'll cut it, I'll edit it, and then I'll upload it as a draft to Blueberry. And then that way I can, I can add the description and all the fields I need to on any device I'm on. I don't need to be on the device that has the audio file. So uh, I I did that Thursday, uh, Thursday morning. And then Thursday night, I told myself, I'm just going to finish before I go to bed. But then I didn't. So I woke up at 3 a.m. I was like, I didn't publish it. So I, 3 a.m., I was in my kitchen on my, at my uh, table on my computer, um, writing the description out and getting it published. And uh, it made me think of Andrew, one of our listeners, because he says that he listens to the podcast on his morning commute to work. And I was like, he's going to, it's like 7 a.m. He's going to be like, where's the podcast? <laughs> so I checked it when I woke up at like 7 and uh, it said that it had pushed an hour ago. So at 6 a.m., it finally got to the platforms. So I ah, think good. I got it just in time. Um, nice. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was Reddit. So up until now, I have consciously avoided Reddit, like just being on it in general, because mm-hmm. I, I cannot stand the Reddit culture where you post something on there and then like everybody hates it or hates you or something. And yeah, I even having this podcast, like we, I feel like we have really good intentions of just kind of educating the community. We've got nothing to sell and um, we really don't run advertisers or sponsors. Um, we have an affiliate with aura, but that's it. And uh, so answering questions on Facebook is easier because people seem more receptive to, to that thing or to, you know, receiving feedback of being like, Hey, we did an episode on this. Just go listen to it. Whereas like you can't really do that on Reddit without looking self-promotional and then just getting downvoted like crazy. So it's, I walk this line of being like, how much do I promote the podcast, but also explain to people that like, I've got nothing to sell you, but then no one's going to believe me anyways. So, um, However, having said that, we had a listener, uh, Bo, reach out to us on or me on LinkedIn and um, suggested that we follow we you follow the agency subreddit. And so I was like, ah, I don't really want to. But anyway, I looked at it. He goes, seriously, like all of the threads are questions that you've answered on the podcast. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So then I actually went and I looked. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these are all super easy to answer. 
so then I went in and just started answering questions, um, but being just like thorough. And um, anyways, the the podcast listenership in the last like two weeks has like exploded from Reddit. I would assume I don't. There's no attribution, so I would assume ah, okay. that it's from Reddit. That's the only different thing I was doing, and I'm posting less on Facebook. Okay. So our search traffic on Spotify is increasing, though. Like our search impressions. Cool. But they don't give us keywords. So I, I have no idea what we're ranking for. But I know Bo had found us by using the search feature on Spotify. Spotify SEO. Yeah. yeah and he, so he typed, in, he typed in grow my agency. And we were number one. Look so out, then bro. I so then I started playing with it. I'm like, grow my agency, uh, agency growth podcast, like just like different variations. And we're like number one for like every variation of that. Cool. But grow and agency. I like, that. I like to hear that more because you said the Reddit thing. You sent me one of the, the threads. I can't do it. Okay, <laughs> here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal. If you tag me in, you tag my username in, I'll talk, right? I, I can't ignore that if, if I get a specific <laughs> shout out or something. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'll talk. But like, okay, the one thread I think that you sent was about productized services and people were just dumping on it. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. I, you, you not believing that this works, you being like, oh yeah, it doesn't work. People aren't successful. Doesn't change what's happening to my Stripe account. Right. Like we still <laughs> have to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> we still have money coming in, whether you believe in it or not. And then ah, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I, well, I, 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 I can make that a whole thing. I don't want to make it a thing. I'll just the, get all I fired mean, up. The biggest reason I think I was noticing in that thread is because people were dumping on productized services because the way that they were doing productized services is they weren't putting constraints on the labor. They were just like packaging up a service with a specific price and then just saying, um, we'll do everything and everything under the sun uh, or anything and everything under the sun. And that'll eat into your bottom line and your labor. But if you put those restrictions on there with an internal hourly rate, which is we talk about a lot in this podcast, then you can absolutely productize a service. And I, yeah, I, all you have to do is look at hosting companies. That's all you have to do because hosting is, there's nothing to hosting, right? Not really, unless there's a disaster. And then you need support that can field all the inquiries that you're going to get. So every hosting company out there is just taking money and then banking on things being okay. And then when things aren't okay, supplying enough support to field the inquiries based on whatever they decide is appropriate. And that's what it is. So any, any other businesses... Ah, you, you got me going. I said I wasn't Dude, going. I, so I mentioned this to you, though, and I said the difficult, the difficulty with the difference between Reddit and Facebook for answering questions is in Reddit, people ask questions to uh, to learn or to um, get other perspectives. I believe and, that they post for that. Yeah. Yes. In Facebook. Yeah. Right. They post for perspective and with their questions in Facebook, people ask questions to validate what they're already uh, doing or thinking. And so yeah. I think you're more likely to get um, harsher criticism from, from an OP on Facebook for your perspective mm -hmm. and pushback. Um, whereas on Reddit, you might not, but on Reddit, you're going to get a hard, harder pushback and, and feedback from, um, from other readers and other users. Yeah. Uh, 
and and but there's been a couple times where i've had to defend my position and i'm like look this is what we do and then like because everything is legitimate that we do you can't it's hard to argue against it it's almost impossible because like it works for us and that's all i'm saying and mm-hmm. um and it's it's a really a breath of fresh air when another a, f- a fellow redditor is like oh that's an interesting model it sounds like you got things figured out i'm like a redditor wow. with enough self-awareness like, hmm, <laughs> i never thought from that perspective before thank you for stretching my mind yes nobody says that yeah but it's only the redditors that aren't anonymous it's the ones that either have their name in it or like a profile picture like those are the mm-hmm. only ones that are like self-aware yeah you know? i also know too i spend a decent amount of time on reddit it's probably the only platform social media platform besides like youtube that i spend any noteworthy time at this point and I don't comment. I just lurk hardcore. So um, I know that like the the benefits and stuff of Reddit come from the lurkers. It's not from the other commenters. But you need to be active in comment. And uh, I'm grateful that you do because I would just implode. People just get if they get sassy. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't. I don't have to do this. There's not a single person here who's who's out here saying, "Yeah, Cody, keep your head down. You gotta you gotta talk to these people and convince them." Like, I don't. Whatever. I think I think it's because we do have something to promote without something to sell, and I don't think people can believe that. When and it's, we're gonna we'll flip later, guys. We're, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, we'll sell you something. But yeah, I we'll get there. I, I feel like the like even like the mods who don't believe that they're like you're not here to like actually give free information I'm like then why did you start the subreddit like mm-hmm. what do you have to sell yeah and so and then like it's like oh so you're the only altruistic <laughs> person in this <laughs> in this whole thread uh that's but anyways that's 10 minutes of a cold open that's enough of that but the real reason is you're not even here to get advice from us for this episode you're here to see how we did in 2023 yeah because if you give the title and you're just saying that then the people just want the 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 review or whatever right yeah the numbers and the growth and the yeah so last time Cody, is a lot well not yeah. it wasn't podcasts but back right. in the day i think people still do it like earnings reports yeah um we're not going to give that much detail um but or i mean i thought that they were interesting and if nothing else motivating right yeah, we we gave we did this episode before. So the first time we did this was in twenty twenty three in twenty twenty three, January. We were both in Colombia and it was our first in person podcast. The audio on that is just terrible. I think it's like episode thirty four or something. But um where we decided to go through our numbers and then we're like, well, let's just do this every year. So we're gonna do it again this year, except we'll use percentages um as things just start kind of growing and taking off and you know people coming for our families <laughs> i think context too right i mean once you get bigger percentages mean nothing at the smaller amounts right mm-hmm. anybody who's doing advertising or marketing knows that because you're like you grew 100 percent and you went from one to two like yeah okay. like if facebook grows 10 percent year over year that's freaking huge like but like 10 percent smaller numbers doesn't mean anything but mm-hmm. then like Smaller numbers, if you grew 100,000 year over year, that's huge. But if Facebook grew 100,000, that's literally 0.0001% growth. Wait, when you say Facebook, what do you mean? Meta. Oh, like, like a company. company. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Like percentages matter for meta, not numbers, because the people who aren't making that much have no like perception of what that actually does. Yeah. Like 
when you're smaller, you should have bigger percentage numbers because it's not hard to manipulate or tweak them. But when you get, yeah, once you're big, if you hit single digit or double digit changes and stuff, that's noteworthy things because you're talking about, you know, depending on your size, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. So, but anyway, do I just start, do I get into it? Let's, let's get into the numbers, Cody. How did we, how did we close out year over year? All right. Year over year growth numbers, total income, we grew 70%. Ooh, that's revenue, right? That's, that's everything. That's everything. Coming in. That's that's all the money going through the biz. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty heavy growth number. I, I mean, I wanted to be higher than that. I wanted to be like 150, <laughs> like one, like I wanted to be double that. Only 200. But, yeah. but keep in mind, like for those of you who listen to the podcast quite a bit, you know that we stopped taking on clients in April of 2023 and we didn't take on a new client until September. And then even then we throttled it because in between January and April, we were taking on six clients at a time. And then when we when we decided to like open the doors, we like opened it just enough for people to get their foot in um, and kind of control the traffic. And we reduced the onboarding number to four again. Um, and then we also had other challenges after that. Like Lisette left us in October or November. I can't remember. Uh, October, I think it was. Um, and and yep. yeah, so that required us to hire somebody to replace her. And now we have someone that we've got to train. And, you know, things aren't able to kick off as fast as we would like. But... Um, all things considered though, like even if none of that happened, even if we kept taking on clients between April and September, even if we didn't have any kind of employee turnover or anything, 70% is still a wickedly good number to grow, uh, at our size compared to what we got last year. Yeah. It's a sick flex. Um, but the, the other two numbers, I'll do them in order, uh, I think are more telling because it's easy. This is, I, I don't like when people, we've talked about this. People are like, oh yeah, I'm making this much money. And I'm like, oh, okay, you're moving that much money, but what are you, what's actually happening? How much are you keeping? When drop shippers are like, yeah, my business made a million dollars. How much did you put in your pocket at the end of the or day? I've, I've heard Amazon sellers saying they don't even try to make a profit at all, period, on Amazon. On Amazon, all they try to do is break through or break even and then build off of Amazon where they can make their profit. Like this is weird. I, <laughs> That's so risky. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Second number gross profit. We increased 42%. So notably smaller. And Why is that smaller? Because we had more costs of goods sold, right? Yeah. What's a, what's a, what's a cost of goods sold in our agency? In our case, it is primarily ad spend, right? Right. Um, that's because of the way that we do things. Uh, we've mentioned this before. We we do build ad spend, um, and then we take it upon ourselves. And the reason is we own accounts to, I mean, more than anything, the number one reason is the legal ramifications of uh, if you don't, <laughs> you got you to figure out how you're going to navigate it. So for what, what we did and how we choose to do it is we own the accounts we're legally responsible for the spend. So we build clients and then we spend it for them. And if yeah. there's something that goes wrong, like a disaster scenario and somebody punches in too many zeros, that's our problem. Yeah. If you listen, if you go back and listen to episode 78 on five ways to manage your client ad spend, we maybe we do mention this. I think it's point number one is, is who's responsible for 
um, the the money being spent. And and we are because we're running the ads. So we run the ad spend. There's also a little tidbit in there that we'll talk about in another episode too is if you run your own ad spend, you put it on your own card, put it on your own card that gets rewards, you get free money from the credit card provider. And when you're spending tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars a month like we are, those add up to pretty significant rewards. So Yeah. So the I think the obvious question is Okay, so you grew 70% total income, but only 42% of gross profit. What what does that mean? Explain it to me like I'm five. It means that our clients spent more money on ads, <laughs> right? More than anything. More than anything else here, that's what you can take away, um, which is good. Um, but that's also why that top number doesn't matter a ton. That's not indicative of our business as much. I mean, it's it's not nothing, but what it's saying is that our clients trust us more to spend more money, and that's what they've been doing. So... Um, that's where more is moving there. And then the gross profit is before we start dealing with all of our internal expenses. So at 42% there, we have our, our final number that really uh, matters and people probably care about, which is net profit. And we grew 50%. Sweet. Wow. Crazy. And so ne- what, descri- what is net profit? Describe that. That's what Uncle Sam cares about. <laughs> is that um, so? You have your gross profit, which is before we have all of our our costs, and then you take out our costs, including you know, our our software, our travel, our meals, our legal expenses, our accountant, our contractors, our payroll, wages, all of that. And it's just between Jake and I because we haven't yet elected to S corp, although we're getting very close at this point. Um. It's what Uncle Sam is going to say, okay, you guys need to pay taxes on this, and that's what you're concerned about. So, um, again, even that, because we we choose to keep a lot of retained earnings, we keep a lot of money in the business that, to them, we have to pay taxes on, so we do. But we like to keep things stable. Uh, we've mentioned before, um, and I'll just say me because I'll speak for myself, I hate, I have a deep hatred for... Or disdain. I don't know. Hatred's not that strong. I have disdain. I I bite my thumb at the businesses that panic when they can't make payroll for a week because they're like, oh, no, we're out of money. What are we going to do? What have you been doing? Just YOLO hard the (laughs) whole time. You didn't keep any money in savings for this when this this it's things happen and you got to be prepared. So. We are, and <laughs> that's why we, we keep so much in the business. Now, there is a flip side too, which is if somebody comes after your business, you don't want to have too much in the business because you want to have those. That's why you have a legal shield, so you can have them separate and, and be relatively, you know, it's a, it's a weighed risk of how you want to keep your money. But if nothing else, you got to keep some things in the business because you need it to be able to continue operating as it should be as you go through ups and downs and life. Yeah. And in other words, like I always, we have a profit account. Cody's talked about this in a previous episode, but like we have, we have a profit account that we put money towards to first. So I I can't remember what it's like almost 10% or something like that. So every, every dollar that we receive of gross profit. So after cost of goods sold, goes directly into that profit account. And at our, at our stage, it's just an exercise because we haven't elected to S corp. We're still in LLC or in, like the UK, you guys use LTD. Um, but 
that is that and then another percentage goes to savings i don't know what it is like five percent or something um and do you want me to say things am i supposed to sure i'm not giving answers (laughs) i'll just be indicative i'll be like (laughs) yeah go for it i don't care it's higher yeah what is it? Well, tell me. What is it? 8%? I'm not going to say. I'm not oh. going to say. I don't want to tell <laughs> Wait, people. Yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't want to. So I it's between 5% and 100%. I'm, I'm like that teacher who won't give you the direct answer because I want you to have to get there yourself so that you feel that you are responsible for the decision. I don't want to tell people the exact percentages that they need for their business because if uh, it's, even if it's marginally different than yeah. us, then... They're going to have to figure it out on their own. It works for us and it might not work for you. And if you just copy the percentages that we allocate to different accounts, then like you're not really doing yourself a favor. And like we, you do SaaS or something, or you do, I don't know, you do something more creative and all you have to do is change one small thing. And all of a sudden it's no longer a direct comparison and not fair. Dude, I'm so stupid. On my right screen, I literally have... (laughs) <laughs> the the finances for December email you sent me and it has the allocation percentages. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. So, okay. I know exactly how much we put into savings, but regardless, um, you put somewhere between 1% and a hundred percent into savings. And, and um, that, I, that I do that. <laughs> that, that, that to us is, uh, is not profit. That to us is savings. That to uncle Sam, the U S the government is profit because it's it's not being allocated towards anything other than a superficial account that has the word savings on it and so um that all gets taxed the same so sometimes when i when when people ask me what my profit what our profitability is Mm. i'll deduct say the savings percentage from that because i'm like oh like our profitability is like like 15 percent or something like that (laughs) because like i've already like deducted all of these other accounts out of it that are still technically profit Mm-hmm. And if you and if you really look at it as an LLC, like we are like sixty percent profitable or something, but that's because our wages are coming out of that first. Once we S corp and our wages actually go into the payroll account, then what's left over? And I I did a diagram on this on one of the recent episodes that we just did, mm-hmm. um, showing showing everybody that. But you're not going to see that unless until the video comes out in like a hundred weeks. So yeah, um, when we were when we were younger and dumber too. And we didn't know about some of this stuff. We had our accountant come back to us and say, hey, you're going to hit a problem if you start keeping too much money in business without planning what you're going to do with Uncle Sam's bill. Right. If you because he's like, this is very secure. It's stable. You're doing smart things from an operational perspective. But because you're running this like an S Corp while still being an LLC, you're going to have responsibilities here. So. What he said is just at the end of the year, do an overall analysis based on your risk tolerance and do just go and level, do a, a sort of reset and make sure that you're comfortable where you're going into the next year without being too scared of your tax burden, you know, in April or the way, the way that I see it is like, we're baking a cake, right? We have all these different ingredients and like our savings account is like the cup full of flour. And there's like a ton of flour on top of it. And all we're doing is taking a knife and just like scraping that excess <laughs> off. And then that goes into mine and Cody's pockets for us to save for taxes. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, but I, I did, I did want to say that like okay. regarding the percentages that we allocate to different accounts, the reason, one of the main reasons why we don't say exactly what they are anymore is because they're adjusting. 
like they change all the time. Like um, our profit started at 5%, but it's no longer that anymore because we started increasing that, that exercise and taking money away from other pools that we're not spending. And so the whole, obviously the whole goal is getting that profit account to as high as you can without being a complete asshole and taking away from your payroll. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've mentioned that before is like, if your payroll is like 10%, you're probably an asshole. But So like our payroll account, like ideally it'd be great if it was 50% because that means we're paying our employees really well and we're hiring really good talent. But other companies or other business owners might not see it that way. They might say your payroll is super bloated and to that I bite my thumb at you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. I'll keep going. That's the Cody. I have thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did, and then I like I lost them, and they're just kind of floating around. And I thought, do I really want to go heavy into this? I don't think it's actually that important. Um, oh, okay, I remember. Uh, we end up talking about it anyway. Like this isn't something. We'll probably hit a point where uh, we have this scheduled to review these on a regular basis, but it already happens organically because I go through the numbers, I crunch everything, I say depending on how things look if everything's fine and normal and nothing's outstanding, I just ship it off to Jake and I say, Hey, check it out. Let me know what you think. If anything's weird, but everything for the most part, from what I can tell is totally fine. If anything breaks our allocations, like something is too high, maybe our operating expenses go above what we typically allocate, which means that we're getting too expensive. Um, Like things we have to figure out either to cut something or figure out how we can save um, in an area or, talk about it and then raise our operating expenses percentage allocation because we're seeing that that needs to happen. But when things like that happen, when things are out of whack in whatever way, I, I just stop. And this, we decided this at the very beginning where you were just like, you just do it. And if it doesn't work, let me know and we'll talk about it. And that's what happens every single time is I say, Hey, let's talk quick. Let's talk through this. Um, there's a lot happening out of the usual or not normal. So Let's figure out how we're going to address it. And then after that, you know, if we see that happening for like three consecutive months of something being atypical, like outside of the typical allocation, or we're seeing that something's maybe way bloated, we don't need to be saving this much money, something like that. That's when we say, okay, maybe we need to change one of these percentages. Maybe that we have, you know, this isn't appropriate for where we are anymore at the moment. Yeah, there was something, re- not recently, it was like eight eight or nine months ago where like you sent these numbers over to me and I'm like, the owner draws are way lower than like than what they should be. Like I, mm-hmm. I didn't even, I, I didn't know what it was. I couldn't have a finger on it, but I'm like, based on our gross profit, like this doesn't seem right at all. And um, I think like, I think what it was is you had like based the payouts on like you, oh, or you just took the wrong number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I thought was like for like operating expenses, for instance, like you, you took what our actual operating expenses were and deducted it from like our owner's draws because it exceeded our 10% or yeah. Whoops. Sorry. I blurted that out. Our 10% allocation to um, operating expenses. But I was like, we have an operating expense account that has like extra money in there for situations like this. And so, like, we don't need to pull from our owner's draws. We just pull from that pool. And um, I think that's what it was. And then once we did that, I was like, oh, yeah, these look much better now. Yep, yep. 
Yeah. It's always good to have a second set of eyes just reviewing everything and making it. That's every, every part of the business should have that. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Yeah, I think this stuff is fun, this part down here, and it's noteworthy changes. So in what categories did we see things move, either up or down? And for the most part, everything went up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more, more money, more problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Um, we made more and we had to spend more. Uh, and I mean, you could, you could understand that just from how we explain the growth numbers. So yeah, we spend more money on things. Um, and I wrote them out in lazy categories to make them slightly more interesting for this. Um, the first one was accounting and I wrote down that Jeff charged us more and I was proud of him because <laughs> we told him, we told Did, him a while. Was that earlier? Like, was that earlier this year? Like in January or something? Yeah. I think it was at the beginning of this year. We've told him, we told him a few times like Jeff, Dude, Did he, we paid like when it was before Jeff, it was like this old guy who was like getting ready to retire and he, didn't, he just didn't care. It was great. Yeah. yeah we, 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 we charge us like 20 bucks a month or something <laughs> like, cause we, we didn't have very many line items and like, we still really don't. And we also make it super easy for our account now where anytime we get a receipt for something, we literally email it to him and say like, this is going to go into this account. Um, and well, back in like January, <laughs> Jeff was like, I got to raise rates. And he sent, an, he sent a letter out to everybody, like all of his clients. And he raised it to an acceptable minimum hourly. So like, it doesn't matter if it takes 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, it's an hour. And whereas like our, our old guy, Todd, like he just, he's like, this will take like five minutes. 20 yeah, bucks. Like when I, I remember when I showed up at his place and it was, you know, like the, the old, like paneled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to work as, yeah, I worked at, uh, that scale menu or scale distributor that's they had that in the offices <laughs> I, I think Grinding county there's like a law office that I, I think that they still have it. it's great it's just it's wholesome anyway yeah he just looked at me like this is gonna take me five minutes like yeah i'm glad you see that because everybody else is you know at the time that's what we needed especially yeah, we were making we were saying well we were making less than like 500 bucks between us a month yep. yeah so we needed something like that but yeah so jeff said Hey, I'm gonna bump it up. More like, yeah, it was significant yeah. too. It was like a like a thousand percent increase or something. <laughs> so like, obviously, but we sent him an, uh, an email back and we just said, "Good job" with a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> he was, I think he was like genuinely confused. He's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, we're on his team. He's on our team. You know, support him. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I combined these all together: advertising, promotional, and marketing. Then I made a note that um, we, and by we, I mean you, because I couldn't make it, but uh, Evergrow, the company, attended their first in-person conference. So that was yeah, cool. Yeah, that was cool. I just put the uh, the note card away um, of like, uh, here, let me go get it. Oh, no. I never know what to do when he does this. Like I, I just mumble. I don't know if he cuts this out. I can't remember either. He's back, though. Uh, good. All right, so my conference badge, Jacob Hunley. It says Evergrow. The video quality to me is so low, it just looks like a potato. Oh. So. Well, it's for Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. It says Evergrow, Blaine, Minnesota, which is where I live. But I, I chose Evergrow because um, I went under the guys. Okay, so there were two conferences. There was one that I actually spoke at. That was a franchise conference or the franchise partnership that we have. The other one was like the big one, like the big expo. And that was like down the street. 
But for that one, I signed up as Evergrow, like a lawn care company, because they were charging marketing and media companies like 10 times more just for being a marketing or media company. And I was like, I just want to go look at the tools. Like, It was the assumption that you'd be soliciting, right? Probably, but I don't know. So I pretended I was a lawn care company. Uh, and I did. I looked at the tools. I looked at a lot of the, the green industry tools. And I didn't actually talk to or solicit anybody while I was there. Except for some of the Augusta guys. They were actually at that conference as well. And they're like, can we grab a table and meet somewhere? You know, um, with the other conference anyway. Yeah, I mean, I did, but it spilled over because the other conference was actually at a church because their venue wasn't available that they were going to get. So they did like one at this like giant church and they had like a hard deadline of being out of there by like noon or something. And so like I talked to a lot of them there and then it's and then I was like, I'll be at Equip. So just like meet me there rest of the week. Um, but yeah, this was uh, I'll cover up some of the names. Um, this was the the note card on the panel and I'm at the bottom here, which is the second to last before the Q and a, and it says, uh, the nuts and bolts of Google ads. So that was their name. They gave, they gave our presentation. That was not our name. Our, so I made sure when I got up on stage to be like, um, that's not what we called this presentation. <laughs> we called it how to light your money on fire with Google ads. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I talked a little bit about that in a cold open on a different episode. But uh, yeah, Cody messaged me when he was doing the finances and he goes, uh, <laughs> what did we spend 500% more on marketing this year for? <laughs> and he goes, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. We went to a conference. Whereas like all last year, all we did was get t-shirts and business cards. Yep. All right. Um, this was interesting. It's, I mean, overall, okay, I'll just read how I wrote it because I think that's the best way to explain it said uh so an increase in contract labor right but a consequent uh decrease in wages so on the whole we've seen only a relatively increase or a relatively small increase in payroll um and that wasn't a conscious decision other than consciously choosing the best applicants wherever they are and it shows and they're good and efficient so what i mean by that is we the team has become more global just as a result of the applicants that we've received and the best talent being wherever they are and coincidentally, they need to be contracted instead of uh, hired domestically. And the the part where we increased net profit so much and our combination of, of contract labor and wages still being comparatively low just shows that they're more efficient. So it's great, right? Um, and just commenting on the team, I think we got a pretty good team right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, best team we've ever had. Um, and yeah, it feels good. Um, and I, I've had more than one, uh, mentor tell me this and these guys are all older than me. Right. And they They must be old. (laughs) (laughs) Cody's like a year and a half older than me and I have to like old man. They, they have opinions and, and they had set perspectives on globalization and what this looked like and whatnot. And then COVID happened. And then no matter what, it didn't matter if you were domestic or not, everybody was remote. And then they realized that, Oh, you can, (laughs) because everybody wants to think that you can't, Oh no, you know, it's not. And I'm not going to say that there are some things missed from being remote. No doubt you do miss out on some things, 
but saying that you can't do it at all. I had so many of them come back to me and say, you know, what I took away from the COVID change in business was more than anything, you should be open. You should be open to the best talent wherever they are because there's good people everywhere. And ultimately, just as a business decision, it can be a great thing for your business. So it's like um, it's like opening like it's like if you live in like Wyoming or Montana and you're like, we're like, I'm gonna start an agency and you're like, I'm only gonna hire local talent. Well, your agency is going to suck then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's approximately 10 people in that state in each of yeah. those states. Yeah, we just talked about this where uh, there's a cold. I think it was a. Was it a cold open or what, did we have like a private chat where it was, no, it, was like, it was just a private chat where I mentioned like I was saying, yeah, who knows? Maybe if I end up in Japan that we would just go put uh, we get a tiny house in the middle of nowhere. Stardew Valley life. Right. Just mm-hmm. tiny town, tiny, tiny house, farm or whatever. But if you did, if you limited yourself just to local talent, what do you have? You certainly aren't going to have anybody skilled. You're going to have to teach them everything. And Maybe you have the advantage of comparatively cheap labor, right? But um, because even just domestically, people who aren't in the major metros are going to, that's the trade-off. If you live in the country, you know that you're trading off some of the, the things that you don't want to deal with in the city for a lower wage for, you know, uh, probably a less stressful life. Um, but yeah, I think it, if you remove that limitation and you open yourself up to talent everywhere, then... It's just not think, a problem. I think considering too is like we don't hire. And the way that I see it is we don't hire um, skilled labor. We hire talented labor, and yeah. by and <clears throat> basically what that means is is you don't have to. None of the hires that we've had have had any skill. Well, except Angie, she has like UX writing experience, which is insane. Like I I didn't even know that was a thing, mm-hmm. and so like that was like our first like skilled hire. Um, but when it comes to mar- actual marketing, nobody we hire has marketing skills. Uh, they have what they have is talent so like eva has writing talent um uh, laura has um talent in relation to just being like managing her own time and being uh having attention to detail and and things like that and talent isn't something you can teach so when we hire for what we are we can pay based off of how much we're making we have to make sure that the candidates the candidates that we have have the talent we're looking for for the role we're going to get to a point where we're no longer hiring for talent or hiring for skill. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's like, I need you to do, do this and I'm expecting you to know how to do this, but we're just, we're not there yet. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if talent's the best word though, because it makes it seem like it's this innate thing that people can't develop. Um, it's almost like a, a base level of professionalism expectations. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to, I think I've said it before yeah. with soft skills, right? Um, I used to just not value soft skills at all. Like how hard is it to, right, I'm going to get very bro here for a second. Um, and I'm not sorry. I'm not even sorry. I'm not going to apologize about this one. If you're a man and you shake a guy's hand and you look him in the eye and you stand up and then when you're talking, you can have like a, a relatively social conversation, all that sort of stuff. I say those things as because for women, it's also like it can be different at this point mm-hmm. and in the workplace of like, when is it appropriate to shake somebody's hand depending on your role at the moment? But those, even those sorts of things um, that it's not necessarily a, a talent. It's just, were you, were you raised, were you <laughs> raised to, to know those sorts of things? And if not, did you teach yourself later? Um, do you send a thank you after doing an interview? 
right? Yeah. Just thank you for the, the opportunity and chance to talk. Um, do you have a salutation in your email or do you end it like a chat? <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's like, they're like minor things to some people. And to some people it's like, they've never been taught. And it's like, they're, it's, it's hard to teach those things in a business setting. Um, and there's a really good book out there for, for those of you guys who are worried. Uh, and I do say guys, because this is a, a gender specific book, but, um, for those of you who feel like maybe you don't know all of like the etiquette things, there's a book that I think Cody recommended to me, um, called how to be a gentleman. It makes me sound like a huge douche when you say it like that. They're like, hey, Jake, you read this book, you asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good book, though. There's a lot of things in there. Um, is it How to yeah. Be a Gentleman? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. How to. Is his name? Why? Let me go John that. Bridges. How to okay. Be a Gentleman, a Contemporary Guide to Common Courtesy, a book by John Bridges. So, yeah, uh, I got. Uh, I can. Okay, a little offshoot. I got into etiquette a while back in general because I noticed that. Uh, I was moving up <laughs> um, and I wanted to be prepared because this is before I ever was, grow. This is when we, you went from a jewelry store to an agency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't to ever grow yet. I, I had worked at a jewelry store for a minute. Uh, and then I was at one agency. I went to the next agency and I just thought I'm starting to hang out with people that I didn't grow up around this. And there's a whole social environment and condition that I don't know and I'm not familiar with and I don't know what's appropriate. And I learned all the things. And then I got to the end and I realized more than anything that, you know, this stuff, it is important, but more than anything, what I took away is just being considerate and trying to anticipate the other person's feelings and emotions and making them feel comfortable is more important than anything else. Right. Um, because especially in the agency space, there's a whole lot of new money and the people that you're working with a lot of the times are new money too. Um, you end up in this uncomfortable, sad spot where <laughs> you, you don't like old money because you can't relate to them. Um, and I'm, I'm not, I'm saying this, I'm not even close to rich. This doesn't even count. All I'm saying is I've gone up, right? I moved up a little bit. Um, but when you do that, you don't relate to old money. Because they didn't do, they didn't have to work as hard as you did to get to where you are. You don't like lazy people because they're just lazy. So then you're in this uncomfortable spot of, I only really like and relate to other people who are also moving up. And that's a pretty small crowd, statistically speaking, because most people aren't. More people are either staying the same and then the, the biggest group is going down, right? That's all it goes. The rich get richer and the poor have children. So um, <laughs> you, I wanted to get to know that sort of thing. And that's what I realized, though, is it, no matter what, in, in all of these places and all of these situations and environments, that the, the best thing that you can do is make the people that you're spending time with comfortable. Um, and that's that's the most kind thing that you can do. That was a speech. That was a sermon for a second. That was sappy. Anyways, uh, How to Be a Gentleman by John Bridges. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, next one. No, next it, was, cost. it was good. Yeah. What What? What increased? Uh, what did we spend more um, money on? Honest, this, I just rolled all these together. It was a way of saying everything else. Um, <laughs> I said legal. I said software. So on. Look, uh, there's nothing really obvious. Rolling everything out here. Rolling everything up. I'm surprised they didn't just call it direct traffic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is the direct traffic equivalent for total costs that's an um, uh, seo joke for those of you in the uh, seo space 
everything we just scaled up, right? Um, scaling up has costs of everything else associated with it. So this is, yeah, we had to pay our lawyer more. Uh, we had to pay more in software, you know, monthly services and whatnot. Uh, we paid more in mail, right? They <laughs> send more mail. Everything else just has more costs associated with increasing. So, mm-hmm. um, even like so like our and like one of our software like we upgraded our servers from uh, like the basic package to like Plaid like ultra fast Tesla Turbo or whatever, <laughs> and now like our client sites are super fast, but it's also a larger expense on us, and we didn't pass that on to our clients. Yep. Yeah. Um. Okay. Decrease categories. I think these are funny because there's not many. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the first one was meals. Uh, that's comical. I, I I wrote this. I I think this might actually be true. Even I said we switched from the dumpling place to the breakfast place, and we are no longer supporting the dumpling racket <laughs> in Mason City. Because look, they are charging too much money for their dumplings. It is out of control. They charge like fifteen dollars. Like, the prices are dumplings. too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like we did the math and it's like two two fifty a dumpling. And it was mm-hmm. like it's not and it's not enough to fill you up because I remember I like ordered two of them. Yeah, they're and little. Yeah. So like our bill when we leave was like eighty bucks. But then we switched, like we went down the street, it was is the other side of town actually, to this like big like breakfast family restaurant. It's one of those restaurants where it's like they're like open all day. They have like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They even serve beer at like eight in the morning. And <laughs> and like uh, it's just like everything is like out of like made out of pine, like like pine trim, cool. like pine desk and everything. It's a very light colored place with like just I don't know, just yeah, cheap. The waitress but, somehow simultaneously is very kind and does not give a single shit about anything, right? Yeah, she's got six kids at home, <laughs> um, and she's twenty five. Yep. But like those are like the most endearing places to go to. But then also like their menu is like six pages long and it's so hard to decide what you want to eat but you still end up getting the same thing every time <laughs> and, and but the whole meal like a whole meal that's just huge is like 10 bucks a person and yeah we went from spending like 80 bucks a month on our monthly meetups to like 20 there's not even a question too of it do you is it okay to get more like get whatever you want and as much of it as you want i, this I is, ordered it's not even all you can eat it's all you you have to eat yeah. all of <laughs> I went to. Well, because like I was <laughs> I was like, these are the prices. This is it. I'm like, this isn't even close to our dumpling bill. I'm going to order more. <laughs> and so like I, I remember like the first time we ate there, I was so hungry. I ate a uh, what was it? I ate um, a, a burger meal that came with like a burger and fries. And then I had also ordered two pancakes and hash browns, which is a separate meal. But and then I ate all of it. It was great, and it was only twenty bucks for me. We should give them a shout out. What's I, dude? Every time I type this into my GPS, I type in like big family restaurant Mason City, <laughs> and I can never remember the name of it. Let's see. They're great though. It's called um, Village Court Family Restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're so great. <laughs> for any reason you are passing through, I don't know why anybody would be. Uh, because that's the thing is about Mason, Mason City is not it's not on any major road other than it's convenient between us in particular. There's not many other ways or reasons because you do Highway 20 or 35. There's nothing yeah. else really there. I feel like there's I feel like Hampton is like more like directly in between us, but there's also nothing there. 
Yeah. There's there's some city or some town village that's like near there. All right. What else decreased? This is the last one. Uh, And it's a bit deceiving because it's travel. The company spent less on travel this year. But honestly, we both traveled probably more than we did last year. What did we travel uh, in 2022? Where, where did we go in 2022 that cost money? I don't I don't remember. I'm a past negative person. I don't remember anything that's especially well, over a year ago. It's all just so, dead yeah. to me. So am I, but I have no idea. Oh, wait, hold remember. on. Oh, I think I know what we did. So we flew Lisette to Iowa twice. Ah, okay. That's that's travel. Mm-hmm. Uh so okay. That makes sense. We didn't go anywhere. We brought people to us. Mm-hmm. But in 2023, we went places. We traveled. Right. But even that, that decreased because we we traveled, but <gasps> we didn't expense them. I remember we expensed our 2023 Columbia trip in 2022. Remember, we, we for it. Yeah, we paid for the tickets in December and we did that on purpose <coughs> to spend money before tax time before the, the the year ended mm-hmm. but then we did the traveling in 2023 so that's why traveling went down is because yeah, it makes we, sense yeah book hotel flights all a month in advance yeah that's what i was thinking i was like man we went to we went to um columbia and japan and louisville kentucky for an expo like how was travel less this mm-hmm. makes sense okay yeah but yeah so like i didn't i didn't expense the japan thing and give it to because right. we need yeah. Well, I technically was technically I did all of it. So, so the way a part of it, right? Uh, I think it was just no. I think I I did. You're right. I think maybe I just did part of it. But what yeah. I did, but the reason why though, yeah, it was just me. It was just me because um, I expensed it, but we took it out of my we took it out of my withdrawal, my own withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if we can, if you can expense it on the business side of things, you can save yourself. Like I think I saved myself a thousand dollars in taxes because the business paid for it and then reimbursed me. Mm, yeah, but I know we talked to Jeff about that. Jeff made sure that this was all kosher. I remember because we were talking. Yeah. We messaged him. We're like, "Hey, how do we do this right and not actually make Uncle Sam mad?" So I remember <laughs> he said, "Well, if you're only doing business for X days or whatever, then you got to do this fraction or this percentage, and then." Jake's like, I'm flying well. I'm doing what was it, first class? Is that what I you flew, did? Yeah, we flew first class. Yeah. So that makes sense why you'd be able to save that much. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. it was forty two it was forty two hundred dollar ticket. So twenty for twenty five percent of that is a thousand bucks. Um and then makes sense based on how much we Yeah. So I only I think I, I paid for the hotel out of pocket, but then the the flight there and the flight back for me. I expensed and I was like, it doesn't matter how many days I spend with you for business. I had to fly there and back regardless of how many days I spent. So, um, I was like, I'm not going to prorate any of that. And uncle Sam can fight me on that. Cause that's stupid. <laughs> like, but, um, that's all we had for growth, right? Yes. So we got bigger, not as big as I wanted to get. We're still like, we did not hit half a million. I'll say that. Uh, and I am depressed about it. Cody does not care. Uh, no, it, it does matter. not. Because we keep going up, right? I mean, if, if you're going up, up is progress. And we're already going up at I guess, 70% total, 50% net, for over 40% gross. These are 
it's a lot. This is a lot of stuff to deal with, especially because these things change as you as you grow, how you achieve the next level of these things changes too. Right now, this is for us to keep moving things. It's a lot of us continuing to do things. We are still not yet to a stage where we can entirely give something to somebody else and only have them be on like payroll or something, right? If we're if we're going to expect that much from somebody who can really move things in the way that with our dedication and our uh, decision-making process, right? They're probably going to want skin in the game. And um, so we, we can't expect that yet out of people um, if they're just simply on, you know, or if that's just not what they want or they, they tell us that they're, they're not signing up for that. I think that's important um, to have that sort of alignment with your team too. Not everybody wants the same things as you. Um, so, you know, uh, a lot of growth can depend on uh, early on how much you want to, you know, grind. But then as you grow, how much your team is in alignment with you about how much you want to keep pushing things and them. And if so, how are you going to incentivize and motivate them to mm-hmm. so, It's a lot. I don't even know what people think about those sorts. This is, these are things I think about in the shower. <laughs> my shower thoughts is I just stare and off into space. Yeah. I think about just like promotional and marketing stuff, like how to get like keep growing and, and like future of, I think of like, yeah, I think you future, like you think like, like it, like inner ever grow. I think of like outer ever grow. How do we grow out? And you're like, how do we sustain the growth that Jake is probably thinking about in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Right. That's the split. So but, makes sense. All right, guys. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed the, our 2023 yearly recap. Um, if, if you have any other questions, reach out to us. You can, I mean, all, I put all of my socials in the description. So it's like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Reddit now. So Ooh. yeah, I'm not anonymous on Reddit. I'm just Jake Hunley because I have no reason to, that'd be stupid if I was anonymous and, and promoted a podcast that I hosted. So <laughs> So anyways, guys, thanks for listening. If you're this far, that's awesome. Um, Hope to see you in the next one. But uh, yeah, that's all we got. See you.